Hey guys, I'm back. Ha, a second podcast in under a week, or is it? It's been pretty good. Um, you know, I'm gonna just try my best. Um, before I start, I'm gonna continue that Ohio Monsters. Uh, before I start, I seen on TikTok some lady saying that she wanted to ban all of Viagra, and I thought, how you, how weird. Um, Viagra and Cialis, which is also known as Tadalafil, also is used for pulmonary arterial hypertension because it opens up the vein that is constricted between the lungs and the heart. So I'd imagine a lot of men probably think they they can breathe better when they're on it. But, um, yeah, you can't ban those drugs. I mean, I know men use them for a certain thing, but... um, those drugs are vital to pulmonary hypertension or pulmonary arterial hypertension. So the next time somebody tells you they want to ban Viagra, uh, I'm not going to get political and talk about Roe versus Wade. I just want to make that apparent that you can't ban that drug um, or Cialis because they are just vital to um, pulmonary arterial hypertension. Um, but anyway, bat, and if I mispronounce anything, don't hate me. So here we go with the net, with the, um, thing. This is the Odin Gonti River Monster. Uh, is a 97 mile river. The Agnanati River is a 97-mile river that begins in a small town of Galleon and empties in the Sokoto River in downtown Columbus. Um, appears The Agnanati River appears in Ebert's exhaustive appendix of listing lake and river monster sightings in his Mysterious Creatures Encyclopedia. The original source is apparently a short article in April 5, 1982. The late edition is no longer ex- no longer being published. Columbus Citizen Journal headline, Oldigani Munster uh, Keeps Hunters Guessing. The inclusion of the word Munster in the headlines. Whether it was uh, quotations or not, it was apparently enough to flag the article about the monsters for researchers. It was apparently Columbus Police Department SWAT officer Joseph Dickerson who used the phrase Odin Tangy Monster, jokingly with the reporter David Yost. The police received a call at 7.30 at night before a witness who said they'd seen a hippopotamus in the river uh, that brought policemen, firemen, and SWAT teams, police helicopter, fire department, boat, print, television, reporters, bloodhounds. Even then, the Columbus Zoo director, Jack Hanna, and you guys might remember him. He was always, um, he died recently, he had dementia, but he was always on like the Today Show and he would do local television. He was always in like the Cleveland area TV shows. Um, anyway, 
whatever uh, was originally seen swimming in the river near North Broadway, west of High Street, uh, it evaded capture or the second sighting. The creature was identified by a policeman as hippopotamus, by firemen as an otter, and by a by bystander as a mountain lion. Those are three completely different things, and they look completely different. And I would think a hippopotamus, you would, you'd really know the difference between hippopotamus hippopotamus and an otter. I mean, otters are like the size of a, a medium-sized dog or maybe even smaller. And a mountain lion, that is, people must, that's weird. Otter was the most likely suspect as they are indigenous to the river and it sank underwater as the crowd gathered and never resurfaced. Although I suppose no one can prove it wasn't a monster either. Yost quotes Hannah, who collapsed with laughter upon hearing it, probably an otter, as saying he counted our hippo. We counted our hippos, and we're, we've got three, just like at 5 p.m. when we left. And Pete's still in his grave. Pete was the hippopotamus at the zoo who died in March 1982, but what if he weren't? What if there was an undead hippopotamus lurking in the Ogatangi River? Now that would be a monster. The other Ohio entries in Igpart's appendix, Lake River Monsters, is Charles Mill Lake and Lake Erie, both discussed in previous chapters. Phantom Felines For its large, kind of out-of-place cats in the United Kingdom, where appearances are frequent enough. I just read an article about that. There's like some huge black cat along the shores of England, um, have earned the name ABCs, Alien Big Cats. Ohio has nevertheless found itself visited by big predatory cats that should have had no business running the wild in the state, running wild in the state. Among the most famous of these, indeed, was um, one to get his own ABC-like name was the Beast of Richland who David Haddon Blackman called one of the most bloodthirsty phantom felines in America. This mysterious big cat was blamed for the deaths of 140 sheep, a dozen birds, and several pets in the spring of 1977, according to Janet and Colin Board in their Alien Animals, the Creatures That Seem Particularly Interested in Eating Its Prey, Just in Killing It. They reported that a single night in March 1977, the beast set off six steel muskrat traps and then ripped apart the great gates of the, pen, the sheep pen of the area of the farm where it proceeded to claw and bite the sheep with no attempt made to feed off its flesh. The beast was finally tracked down by a quarter of hunters, two police officers, and two county officials. But when they got within 60 feet of the beast, it apparently sprang into the woods and was never seen again. Likely to the relief of the sheep and the birds and the pets in the Richland area in the 1970s. As mentioned previously, the, the king of the beast has been spotted in Ohio off and on from the post-war years to the beginning of the century. The list is long and exhausting, but there are a few or more interesting ones. I've never heard of any of these things. 
um, in August 1948, a maned lion traveling in the company of a black panther was reportedly reported in Indiana and eventually turned up in Drake, Ohio before disappearing. In 1975, a lion was seen in Geauga County. In 1984, brought either a well-traveled lion or multiple lions was one seen in Cleveland, suburb of North Olmsted. In July, one was seen uh, repeatedly in the Dayton area during that winter. 1992, Mentor Police Department received multiple reports of a seven-foot-long cat, but the witnesses were told it was merely seen a large golden retriever, and the length estimate is right. That must have been one hell of a large golden retriever. It had been confronted by, confronted by it, it could have been much less scary than seeing an actual lion. In 2003, a single witness saw a 400-pound lion in the Cincinnati suburb of Mason, um, which was good enough for helicopter searches and trap setting, but never uh, nothing was caught. Lions, which can't be easily explained as misidentified cougars, pumas, and mountain lions, which aren't supposed to live in Ohio anymore anyway, the eastern Cougar has officially been declared extinct about a century ago and has been seen in Clinton County, Donson Township, Hillsboro, Miami Township, Morning Sun, North Avondale, and Springboro. Typical explanation of sighting, phantom felines, and other mislocated animals, aside from the fact witnesses misidentifying more common animal, of course, is that the lion or kangaroo or crocodile or python or elephant in question must have escaped from a local zoo, circus, uh, a lot of those places, they're not called zoos, they're, I don't know, I wish we'd have a law to stop that, but there's people that will buy acreage and will have some sort of petting zoo with all these caged animals, it's sad. Um, the case happened in, uh, Columbus, around Columbus where this man, um, they were going to take his pets away, and before he took his life, um, he he unlocked all the cages and set them free, and there were lions and, and stuff like that. It was like 2010. Bears, lion, cougars, everything you want. Um, they had to kill most of them, but they found them all. So I don't know if somebody had like a lion and it got too big and they just opened the door and let it go one day or people were just doing drugs. Who knows? Uh, maybe after October 2011 when a Zanesville man, Terry Thomas, released about 60 exotic animals. It was in Zanesville, not in the Columbus area. Here's the story. I should have just turned the page. Um, maybe after October 2011, when a Zanesville mayor and Terry Thomas released about 60 exotic animals from his own collection, including 18 tigers, 17 lions, 8 bears, and then um, took his life. There does seem to be a more simple explanation than some of these sightings. If uh, if Warren County could have what sounded like an awful lot like a dinosaur in the 1880s, and if a marine reptile of some kind could be really found swimming along the Ohio coast of the Lake Erie to this day, 
Well, it only stands to reason that the skies above could host a winged reptile that shared the earth with dinosaurs much of the Mesozoic era. Ken Gerhard's 2007 book, Big Bird. I'll announce that again. Ken Gerhard's 207 book, Big Bird, Modern Sightings of Flying Monsters. I'm going to have to find some of these books and read them. Uh, most concerned himself with a particularly winged creature, has long been sighted in and around the state of Texas, but a chapter is devoted to things all over the country. His records, a trio of Ohio sightings, which came to him secondhand, and now I present to you, fourth hand, I guess, and mine's fifth hand. In 1967, James Morgan and four other witnesses saw a huge bird flying over several farms in Middlefield in Geauga County. You know, there was an amusement park called Geauga Lake in that area at that time. Um, it was a big popular one, too. The creature was dark in color and had a wingspan of 15 to 20 feet, and the description was that of a pterodactyl. I suppose I should note that pterodactyl is a single uh, genus of the order of reptiles, and that the pterodactyls are actually uh, relatively small with wingspans about three to five days, feet. Although pterodactyl can, uh, can be used to refer to any flying reptile from dinosaur times, the usage of pulp culture immediately summons the image of a particular, particularly large creature. It is actually animals we think is when we hear the word um, rep a flying reptile. In the mid-1980s, an anonymous wit witness from Columbiana County was walking near a junkyard when he saw a pterodactyl, I bet he did, with a long neck, leathery skin, and a f skin flap wings and claws extending from the wing. One was reddish brown, gray in coloration, while no estimate in the size it was given. Um, it was very high in the sky and still very long. Finally, back in Middlefield for an anonymous sighting during which the exact state sometime in the early 90s, and a group of 17-year-olds who apparently um, rode their bikes to an old barn outside of town where they were screwing around one night. Inside the barn, they saw a large featherless bird about 6 feet 4 inches with the skin like leather. When they entered the barn, it turned its had to look at them and then fled the scene in such a hurry that it apparently forgot how to get there and neglected to take their bikes. I myself thought of seeing a pterodactyl flying over Ashtabula when I was in grade school the early half of the 1980s. My class was outside for recess. I happened to look up in a large gray fleet uh, flying high in the sky. and uh, eagles um, look huge in the sky. The Slavin Pond Monster 
We have all heard this will have to be my last one. We have all heard the sea monster, lake monsters, and river monsters that would believe a pond monster. Apparently, no matter it's one body of water, no different. Uh, in such case, Slav and Pond Monster Captain Michael Newton's 2000 book, um, Encyclopedia Cryptozoology, as a hidden animal, Ohio, despite the fact it's only seen once by a single witness. And the pond in Bainbridge doesn't even big enough to support a large animal of any kind for that long. Um, the single witness is Joe Roush, who claimed he had seen a six foot eight animal in the pond in 1953. And that sighting originally reported in 1954, issue of Fate. One more. Two Terrors of Thomastown saw two whores in the headline in 1888 Action Beacon Journal for presenting a weird story of three boys who claim seemed two monsters while berry pick picking in Thompson Town, which is per, uh, presently part of Akron, near Arlington Road and Triplet Boulevard. The originals that tell was three bright South Akron lads who have never been known to get in trouble, the oldest one was 14, were riding there in an open wagon, pulled by a horse, and occasionally stopping uh, at the side of the road to go off and hunt for berries. And one of them decided to stay and rest in the wagon while the other two entered the woods. They summoned back to the wagon and the sound of their friend's shrieks. However, they found him rolling on the ground, screaming and hiding his face. When they saw what he was hiding, they joined in screaming. There stood a horrible creature with flashing eyes, glistening scales, stomping hoof, shaking his horned head, lashing the rail fence to the splinters with his barbed tail. Throughout the rather literally written article, one of the headlines, this horrible creature is identified as the devil. And at one point, the real-life satanic majesty himself. Despite the president's some standard diabolical signif signifiers through the hoof, the horns, and the tail, the description is awfully vague and makes no mention of the apparition size, color, face, limbs, dress, or even general shape. Was it just taken for granted that we saw uh, somehow humanoid? I think it's worth wondering, since if you lose um, the repentant reference to the devil and just go by the details, it sounds like a dinosaur, as it does the Prince of Dark Darkness. While both dinosaurs and devils can have horns and barbed tails, hoof-like feet, scales, and associated with former, not so much latter, perhaps this emerald, Terror emerged from the same Ohio lost world that belched up the Crosswich monster and other prehistoric uh, relics. Whatever the boys saw, their horse didn't like the looks of it and bolted. The boys clinging to the wagon to make their escape. No sooner they safe, however, they noticed they lost their lap robe which I guess is pretty important to have a thing when they decide to costly return to place where they had seen. They found the robe uh, 
no horn, tail lashing, hoof stomping horror. They just having trouble picking the robe up. The first couldn't lift it off the ground. Then the second boy attempted to help, still couldn't. And then the third grabbed a hold, pulling all together. They're finally able to pull up the robe, at which point they discovered why it's having such. Out of the ground, beneath the robe, came a second monster. Oh, come on. Apparently it had been a robe in its jaws. And it was engaged in a game of tug-of-war. What berries were they eating? With the boys until they pulled out of the ground like a turnip. The monster was a great dog. Big black horned looking beast. With staring eyes and no ears. While they were fleeing from the second monster of the day. Which the article refers as devil dog. Ears sprouted from its side of its head. It started to grow in the length of several feet. Suddenly, stories of hairy humanoids making a sneak around the woods didn't seem unbelievable, huh? Bigfoot lake monsters, downright reasonable when compared to bizarre monsters supposedly sighted during the berry picking adventure. Think they got the wrong berry. The article concludes that great many people are inclined to believe. This story not founded entirely in fact. The Beacon Journal has its own responsible doubts of being circulated. The South Act boys crossed their hearts and hoped to die if every word was not true as gospel. Hmm. Fun stuff, huh? Well, you know, 2136, look at this big old podcast I made. Um... So that was it. I hope you enjoyed. I hope I didn't read too fast. I love those stories. I love those stories. I mean, I know they're crap. I know there's no such thing as dinosaurs or flying reptiles or things coming out of the ground, but by goodness, I love them. So good night all, and I hope you enjoyed it. I wanted to make a good podcast instead of that one that was really depressing I made a few days ago. So good night. See ya. Bye.